Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Thanks to Brent, I have now been listening to my wife sing Dead People's Clothes and Dead People's Shoes for over a week and a half now. That's all I hear. And to which I, I don't want to hear dead people's clothes anymore. I've heard it. It was a funny song. It was a funny song. <laughs> but I'm not drinking alone because the dog's home. Now, that mm-hmm. one is more my style. I, for those of you that don't know, this is uh, Brent Barnes and, and Bill White. Bill's on the left. Brent's on the right here, y'all respectively. They had a concert Thursday week ago. To, is it week ago today? A week ago today, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty spectacular time. We just it was, I tell you time. what, the place yeah. was full. Listen, I, I don't consider myself an entertainer like you guys in any stitch, but I do know how to work with a crowd. Man, you had them in your hand. The people loved you, loved you. Uh, well, it's a crowd. I was afraid they might be sleeping because I couldn't see the audience. I, well, I, you know, I, I was concerned that, I don't know if you know, but there was a doubleheader of Matlock on, and I was afraid that we were going <laughs> to miss them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you guys, I think we could go a long ways together here, guys. Actually, the reason that we're doing something we've never done before, I don't mean this never. Typically, when we've got people that come through for concerts or something, we'll interview them. We're one and done. We, we let them go. We let them, let them live the rest of their lives in peace, Bill. We leave them be. But, but with you guys, number one, fantastic concert. Fantastic concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny as it could possibly be. Everybody loved it. Everybody enjoyed it. What a wonderful time. The thing that really came to me that I wanted to know, though, and and Bill, we had touched on this in the first show we did, was the music industry. Because I've been listening to one of my favorite songs I've just found uh, off uh, Old Dominion. Okay. Bunch of good looking, you know, about my age kind of guys. Right. Same as us. I I appreciate that, gentlemen. Yeah. The only thing about Dominion that worked for me and Brent is the old part, you know. I, and I get that too. I get that too. It's probably for me too. All that said, uh, some of the songs they have a recent album called "Time Tequila and Therapy," yeah. And they have one called "Time Tequila and Therapy." Uh, was a little hard on me. Put them all in a blender, and 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 the 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 song that I truly love is "No Hard Feelings, No Bad Vibes." I can honestly say that it's ha- good to see a little happiness in your eyes. And, and I go through that and I, I know now I know a couple of guys who are great songwriters and, I, and y'all too. And uh, what I was thinking, that's the, my joke, that's my joke. But my point being, 
how does that work? I mean, is there a crew of guys in the back that are writing great songs like this and they come hand them up to these guys because they're good looking and young or explainerate me, buddy, explainerate me. Are you talking about how to get a song to an artist, Dennis? Is that what you're well, talking about? I, not just how to get a song. How does it, how does it get to an artist? I guess is what I'm actually asking. Well, I'll let you go. Well, there's a, you know, I mean, I'm in Nashville writing every day trying to get songs and I've got a little help because I work for a publishing company, but you know, and we may have talked about this before Dennis, but for me, it's, it's who, you know, and if you know an artist, that's the best thing possible. Or if you write with an artist, you know, that's the shortcut because, you know, if they're getting ready to cut an album and you've written with the artists themselves, and I, don't, I really don't mean this to go the wrong way, but honestly, sometimes the artist will choose a song that they're a writer on, even if another song is on their desk, that's better. You know, really? part of that is business. And part of that is just, we're all ego. We all like our own, we all like our, our own own stuff, but there's all sorts of interesting ways and accidents. And Brent's got a Brent's got a great story about, and I think he told it on stage maybe that night about retired that we wrote together that right. Ray Stevens recorded. In fact, he's got two great stories. I'll let you talk. Tell him, tell Dennis and the audience about yeah. how retired got to Ray Stevens. Yeah, and it's, how- it's funny. I wanted to say I was going to bring up the fact that both of y'all have recorded with Ray Stevens, and and truly they were great songs. Once again, oh, I, I'm sorry, and I, I let me put a, a peg on the board that I want to come back around to because after y'all left, Diane, my lovely wife, had a million questions, and I did too. And she was like, "Well, how do they know what the top forty is anymore? How do you know what the there nobody buys albums or records anymore? They down they download or whatever." That that said, put that one on the wall, Brent. Let me come back to you. What about what about Ray Stevens? How did you connect with him? First of all, let me say about that. I don't listen to radio and I live at the beach and I don't care what's on the radio. <laughs> when I write, I just write what I know, you know, with Bill and anybody else. And and uh, so I don't really, when I lived in Nashville, I did. I watched the charts and I watched, listen to the jukebox and to see what was being written. But uh, I don't, I'm pretty lazy now. I just live at the beach. and <laughs> I let Bill do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. So Bill and I wrote, it's, sort of, it's gotten to the point of, it's like, it's, write songs and drag Brent. It is. Pretty much it's like joke, so. Bill, Bill say, I'm coming down, we're going to write some songs. I go, oh, crap. You know, but work. then we write, who, it's fun. Who and wants we, to work? Who wants to work? Yeah. I could be at the beach right now or having lunch or, or early happy hour. You know, <laughs> what would be wrong with that? There's yeah. no sin in that, you know? Yeah, none in that. So, so, going to have to finish this song. As we finish it, I said, I said, it would be really cool if Ray Stevens would sing a duet with me on this. And, and Bill, being as smart like he is, said, well, why don't you call him and ask him? Well, obviously, I didn't have his cell phone number. You didn't have it on your phone? No. 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 But we, again, back to knowing people, <clears throat> a mutual friend, a guy who was real good friends with Ray Stevens, named Harry Warner. He's he's fast and wonderful guy. And he really liked me and my music. And and so I imposed upon Harry. I called him and said, we've got this song. It's, and I think it would be cool for as a duet with Ray. And, of course, Ray Stevens had no nothing to gain from singing with me on a record, except for he knew Harry. Nobody has anything to gain singing with him on this a record. No, no, no. I thought that, that I mean, everybody, everybody puts a check in there. Look, lifelong achievements, sing with Brent Barnes. I mean, come on, right? Well, doesn't really, although he's had some celebrities sing with him for some reason. Alcohol may have been involved. <laughs> I'm not sure. But there have been a few celebrities have sung with him on his records. I'm going to go to the bathroom and let Bill talk. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let, me, let me come back to this. They willingly sang with him, or did they even know Bill was on the ball? I mean, were they in the same room, or is this, was, was this consensual? No, we're, getting on, we're getting off track a little bit, but I've been able to, through some of my, and we help each other, and through some of my connections, there's been a couple of songs where I thought, you know, it'd be cool people that I know, 
you know, that have helped him. Linda Davis is one that came to mind on a, on a really funny song, I think, that we wrote called Resistible. I'm so resistible. And she played the girl pretty much telling him that. And it's really a funny cut. So that's kind of what, the way that happened. But I want him to finish out. Ray got the song here. So, so. Harry, you know, I hear, I called Harry and Harry said, well, I'm going to see him on Friday. Give me a copy of it. So I, I get Harry uh, Warner, who's a great guy, uh, the copy of the, of, the, of the song, just a rough copy. And uh, he took it up here and Ray Stevens called me and says, I heard you want to record this with me. I said, Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, and and uh, so I went up there and we recorded it, and uh, it was just it was just fun because I'm I've been a Ray Stevens fan since I was a kid, and of course, comedy writing as as we do a lot of, not all, but it, he's one of the, the guys. You know, yeah, he was and the man. You get to record with him. Of course, he recorded on one of his CDs and did it on his radio show on RFD, and and it was just a, it was a it was a great experience. He couldn't have been nicer to me and and to Bill for some reason. Yeah. yeah really so is. that's kind of how that got to him. But I also wanted to tell you this, the other story, Dennis, about the Cletus T. Judd cut we got together. I'm going ugly early tonight, which has been a, a boon for the two of us because the song is just, it makes people laugh everywhere you go. And you know that they're going to laugh when they hear the little double surprise at the end of the song. But we had written that song. And we, you know, after when you play out it in front of audiences, you find out pretty quick if the song is funny or not. Their reaction will tell you after three or four or five times, you kind of know what you've got or you don't have. And with going ugly early, it, it was loud laughter the first time I did. And I know it's the same for Brent yeah. too, but this is a different way of how a song gets to an artist that Brent had had. So I was on big D and Bubba's radio show. It's a syndicated radio show. Uh, I was recording in Nashville. In right? Nashville, yeah. recording Nashville. They, well, they was were, that a mistake too? I mean, had, did they know you were on the page? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> can you edit Bill out of this? Can oh, you, I can. I can. Hang on, let me. I'm, yeah. I'm putting the. I'll every, call you later. Day. Yeah. It's, how would I do that? <laughs> so, so Big D and Bubba show. And they couldn't get the racing pigs on from the Wilson County Fair that day. So they took <laughs> and instead. And then they made me sing while riding on a pig with a small saddle. But it was it was a challenge with the, holding the guitar. You know, <laughs> Keep your balance, you know. You're just that good. But I love pigs, so yeah, yeah. you do. It's yeah. well documented. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> been, I have fondness for years. So I'm on. Would you shut up? <laughs> Big D and Bubba. Big D. Oh, I, I'm, I'm I don't mean to hog the interview. But yeah, you are. Yeah. So, so. Uh, well, Suey to you too. Oh, yeah. he, he is in Arkansas, by the way. I know. That's saying, I'm, I'm know. pandering to his audience. I know. Suey. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <anyway>. So. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, enough pig jokes for one day. Anyway, anyway, I uh, so so anyway, I, I did the show, the song on the show, and I was driving live, right? Live, yeah. yeah. And uh, somebody from Cleus T. Judge people heard it, or he heard it, and I got a call from you know his people and said, Cleus wants to know if he can record that song. This is like the next, the same day I'm leaving, I think. And I said, eh, nah, I'm a little busy right now. I've got, I'm on a throw. Can you call you back later? <laughs> Okay, He's I, lying. I said, He's I, said lying. I said, I said, okay, okay, and so he did it, and, and they sold 195,000 copies, and they paid Bill and I on time, and in the business, that's nice. That's nice. That is nice. mailbox money. Yeah. So there's a there's a couple of different ways it gets there, and to go back to your other point, because our lives are a little different, because Brent's telling the truth, he's on the beach, and his musical life is different than mine right now, because I'm still in that 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 grind of writing songs every day and trying to get cut. So for me personally, and Britton did that when he was in Nashville, when I was young, it's almost necessary that you pay attention to the charts. And I do, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of commercial radio, but what I will do 
every week or every other week is I'll pull up the charts. And if I have not heard the song, I'll pull it up and find it on YouTube and I'll listen to at least 20 or 30 seconds so that I'm kind of in the mindset of here's what's selling now, this groove, this kind of thing, because it changes all the time, you know? So you got to keep up if you want to get a cut, I think from the artists that are on the charts right now. Well, 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 how do they know what the charts are? As Diane said, nobody buys an album anymore or or for 45 or whatever. They obviously will download it or there's watches or on YouTube or there's listens on Spotify. Did you just say 45s? Yeah, 45. I'm I'm that old. I was going to say, you just dated yourself. I, I way years. dated myself. I way dated the big hole. myself. The big hole, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, big, the big O. I actually was thinking about uh, Kathy Matea, 334578, which is one of her songs from back in the 90s. Fabulous song. And it never made, remotely even made the charts. But but it was talking about how, you know, me and the old time records, me and the freeform radio, me and the uh, a, a travel agent. You know, we're all just relics like that. Well, I get it, but we still want to know. I mean, Bill, how do they make the charts these days? Well, it's based on sales. <coughs> I mean, which is, you know, pretty much the way it's been all along. It used to be you know, back way back in the day when you're talking vinyl, like you are in 45 RPMs when I'm spending 45. A lot of even little 1000 watt radio stations had their own individual charts. You know, and they would actually play a request if you called the disc jockey. That's right. long gone. Now. That's just long gone. And again, it's just a matter of keeping up with times. So it, it's it's business, and you have to realize that commercial radio, which is where Carrie Underwood is played, which is where Kenny Chesney, the current big artist, Zach Brown, you name them, Lady A, that it, it's now a completely different world. It's a completely different sound, and it's a completely different demographic target. You know, uh, 25 to 54 is almost passe in country radio. It's more like 18 to 34. So when you consider that, oh, yeah, they're going for the younger demographics because they can sell more ads, and that's where it's at. And and people listen to the radio at that age. When you get into being our age bracket, when you turn on whatever the commercial radio station is in your town, if you're at a certain age, they're not playing the songs that you love because that, that was a long while ago. You know, Haggard and Cash, those guys aren't, you know, it's moved on. So we don't tend to want to listen to commercial radio because we don't like it as much as the stuff that we grew up listening to. It's all about what the 18 to 34 year olds like right now. That's what drives. It's not you and me. It's it's them. It's, you know, that they're playing to. So you have to keep that in mind. And you got to remember those kids that are at the top of the charts, not all of them. Some of them still have a, a a love for traditional country music that I love some. But for the most part, man, these are kids that grew up with electronic music and rap music and, you know, were influenced by boy bands. And so that reflects into the 18 to 34 demographic with whatever you consider to be country music these days. So I see a lot of boy band feeling from Bill when we write together. He's got that that persona. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, I can see y'all. Yeah, I can see y'all doing that. Yeah, no. we're sort of like a Dan plus Shay without hair. You know, <laughs> much. That's us. Yes, I actually, Brent, you know, I actually saw Dan and Shay, um, geez, 15 years ago at the uh, what's the one off Broadway in Nashville? The uh, the horse, I can't remember the the wild horse, yeah, the wild horse, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, they're that's a classic example that was 15 years ago, they weren't amazing. famous then at all, amazing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and let me come back around to that real quick. I wanted to 
<clears throat> kind of preempt those demographics. By the way, I do live in a hole, 33, 45, 78, because just down the radio, the, the lake from me is the radio station. I'll go and fill in and we'll do really? the uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one o'clock Scotty and Polly show. And for an hour, we take requests for anything, anything. Uh, we actually, and this is just a, a inside, you know how there's secrets in the radio station, Bill, you know how there is. Well, the secret in the radio station was, yeah. is that the owner had to come in one day and say, quit playing my ding-a-ling every day by Chuck Berry. Okay. Just stop it because the guy was calling it in every day. So all that said, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it is relatively free form radio like that. You literally can call in and have them. And that's just unheard of. Well, when we were growing up, that's what you lived for that, you know, you, I remember calling one time and I asked, uh, Oh, I asked uh, one of the pop stations in town to play something by the Commodores or something. And they were like, Oh, call the other station, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it wasn't that they couldn't or didn't, that just wasn't their genre. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, well, what I, you I, have to remember in a commercial station, again, though, what you're doing is different. I mean, you can, with podcasting and with being able to do your own thing, you can build your own audience. And the, and the goal there is obviously to find enough followers that like what you like or what you're doing so that you can sustain it. When you're in commercial radio and you've got advertisers and you're trying to win in the ratings game, which is a tough business, you're trying to appeal to what, most of the people want to hear most of the time, yeah. which is where the complaint comes in from people that listen to radio. God, it sounds like you play the same dang song every, well, yeah, they are. And on you do. Purpose, because the, the listening span of a, a, a listener anymore is like 15 minutes on that, on the drive to work or the drive home. And they have a short attention span. Yeah. So the radio station's job is to give them a little weather, maybe give them the top news thing, Give give them a laugh if you can if it's if it's a uh, personality driven and give them a song that they're not going to punch the button off and go to another station because they're unfamiliar with that song. When people are they want to hear the songs they love and that's not a brand new song that they've never heard before. Yeah. So all of that goes into the balance of of radio playlist and how they make those determinations and with requests. I get that too. What you're doing is a luxury and because of the digital age we live in, we can do that now on individual shows, but for a commercial radio station, you're hanging yourself because the listener that calls in and goes, Hey, will you play uh, gosh, play red Sabine and Phantom 309 and you're on a commercial radio station. My standard answer is, is I always try to be nice to people is go, okay, I'll try to get to it. That was always, my, you know, that was always, but you can't play that obviously because that song the only person that might like that song would be the person that called it in and radio is trying to appeal to a mass audience. So you can't do songs that are just that specific for. for well, because, because, and I get your event because you're talking about a 15 minute window of events. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if that, if that song happens in that 15 minute window, the odds of you going, wow, I really like that song. That's a great old song. I need to hear that. Uh, this is KBRE just down the radio station, 92.9, just down the way. And, and I'm, I'm in a mixed world. I'm in a mixed world where I do podcast stuff with Spotify and with all the big formats. But at the same time, I walk down to KBRE and it's, it's literally a walk back in time because number one, you can play anything. Uh, Tom, literally, no exaggeration, yesterday morning, Tom, who is the owner of the station, showed up at uh, about 10.25. He's usually there at 10.15, but they delivered his hay late. I'm not making this up. <laughs> they delivered the hay late. I love late. that. 
I love that. And they they came, they brought it in. They were supposed to be there at nine mid nine that night, and they got there at midnight. And they bucked the last bail at three a.m. And then he had to. He was the, he came in late getting ready. And when he came in late getting ready, they played uh, uh, "Take Me Back to Tulsa." I'm too young to marry. Now, last time you heard that song, and, and you know the funny point you bring up is is that the the music that we brought up listening to. Uh, you know, that we love so much. Well, you got to go to classic or country to hear that now. You know, Either you, that you got to go to or to go to XM or something like yeah, that, where they yeah. have specific little narrow genre too. Mm. So well, you're able to go get to hear while you talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure everything you ever hear my voice on is pretty, pretty much well, everything you ever hear my voice on is I'm going to go beer, get a beer while you're talking. So Diane and I have made a list and I'll, I'll give you an inside skinny here. Diane and I have made a list of songs. I'm, I'm making a, a, a fun country hour that we'll be doing at KVRE. And uh, we've made a list of songs and, and we had a preponderance of a problem here. Finally, Diane said, you know, these are funny songs and they're fun and all that and everything. But what if somebody doesn't drink? Because every one of them, you know, every one of the songs seemed to have some reference to drink. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, yeah can't, you can't write too many drinking songs. We were well, just talking about that, actually. Well, it's either they, they know someone who drinks or they used to drink too much usually if they're not drinking. One of the two. One of the two, one of the two. Well, let's catch up with you guys. You're you're in Orange Beach right now. Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores. Gulf. Sorry, sorry. At least 300 yards away. Sorry. Exactly. So uh, are, are we going to be at Lulu's tonight? What are we doing? Where's, no, going I, I start back at Lulu's on the 5th of September. So you do work. It's just not much is what I'm hearing. Well, yeah. And I, well, actually, I've been, I've been on the road a lot this summer, but, but uh, I, I take large uh, chunks of time off. But I'm pretty busy in the next, uh, you know, we're going to Europe in less than two weeks. And I'm going, I'm flying to uh, Ohio next Saturday for just a one-nighter. And then I come back for three days. We go to fly to Munich, Germany to, to go on a Danube River cruise and then get back. And I fly to Tulsa, Oklahoma for a one-nighter. So I'm pretty, pretty busy, not working a lot in town until September. So, you know, I'm, I'm working, but I'm not working hard, as hard as I used to. And yeah. I don't want to, you know. Sure, sure, sure. Bill, what's your schedule? Where are you going to head to? Well, I'm down. Brent's working on a new album, so that's why I'm down here. We actually just finished the song this morning, so we're doing a little writing. And the minute we're finish, I finish up here, I'm going over to Pensacola for a, a girl that really talented named Jesse Ritter, and I'm going to write with her this afternoon. And and then Saturday, Brent, Brent and I will be back in Pensacola doing a song together uh, for a series called Concerts on the Canal, which is right on the water there, which will be great. And then Sunday, I've got a comedy show over in. Uh, Mobile, Alabama, with a comedian uh, that I know here. So uh, that's my schedule for the weekend before I get back to Nashville. What are you doing a comedy show on Sunday? Yes. Oh. Which is why so, I didn't. Which is do why I need, do I need to come? No, I, think, no, I need to come no, along. No, I think no, to help that, you that's out. Exactly why I didn't take it. You know, it's a comedy <laughs> yeah, show. It's comedy. You're you're not invited, Brent. What's the problem, yeah. buddy? Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll wish I was about halfway through the show. <laughs> But he's not getting any laughs. You know? <laughs> hey, listen, another thought that hit me that I wanted to cover up, and I know you both, we've all got to run here in a minute. Thanks for squeezing me in, guys, really. Um, but I was going to say, uh, I remembered hearing uh, Chris Jensen, uh, you know, you can, it can buy me a boat, you know. And he's got a lot of great, great double entendres. You know, I can, you take it to the bank, you're the bank by the river. And I mean, just dozens of these great songs that yeah. way. Yeah. And, and he really hit me, uh, you know, you can learn a lot by little bitty clips that people say. 
uh, he hit me just right between the eyes on one thing he said one time. He said, I really don't care who's getting the writing credit these days. I, I've got enough money. I'm fine. And I, lo I love to write with people and have a great time and, and make a great song. And I thought, now there's somebody who's reached a little altruism at the top of the speak because, you know, part of it's ego, part of it's income, because, I mean, it turns into dollars, right? This is what keeps you guys in, in, in beer support, as I understand, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a song, Beer Support, right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, hey, hey, hey. I, I wrote that part. I wrote that. Yeah, part. yeah I know. Yeah, everybody wants to get the show. <laughs> well, they do. They do. They do. Well, some uh, there's just been such a, 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 a maybe I've just discovered them. Uh, oh, who was the girl? Is it Allison? Uh, my best ex ever. My best worst ex ever. No, I don't think I've heard that. Yeah. Oh man, I've got to send it to you. Oh, okay. he, uh, he he took the watch that she gave her and shot it with the rifle, and he's my best worst ex ever. Yeah, and it's a couple yeah. of girls singing it. Uh, with the other one, you ain't Dolly and you ain't Porter. Now that's a funny one. Well, I love that song. Oh, I, I love, love that. Song. I mean, there's just so many really <laughs> great a, songs. That's, that's Blake Shelton and Ashley Monroe, I think. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. She said. He says, "You ain't Dolly." She's a little bit bigger. And she said, well, you ain't, ain't Porter. He's a little taller. Anyway, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a very, very cute song. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, We wish you guys the best. Well, hopefully we can come back around and say hi again soon. Uh, hey, Dan, honestly. I want to take this opportunity, and I know Brent does too. I just want to thank you and Larry Wilson and the, the staff and the sound people there. It was really just first class, the concert we played. And they just made it easy for us, and we're appreciative of that. And certainly thank you to the, gosh, what was it, almost 500 strong that came out and from our point of view sitting on those stools looking out it was just it's always a joy when you look out and see songs land and when you see people laugh like they did so much at our show it was just yeah. really a great concert experience and i, I know brent wants yeah. to say and, thank and you and I, I thank my everybody and it was helpful that i've been drinking uh, that I <laughs> you were funnier you That's were funnier true. That was that was I was reasonably sober. No, I really was. But afterwards, I had a couple of cocktails. I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. but I. But no, it was a great audience. The the, uh, the uh, I'm going ugly ugly early tonight. Shirts. It looked like you were selling them like hotcakes. The CDs were flying. But one, it's one thing to like you say have a joke land. It's one thing to have the song hit. It's another yeah. thing that at the end the people can't get enough. They're like, oh, if you had another five songs, we would. Oh, that was just fantastic. Yeah, and what we love about working, as you saw, Dennis, what we as you're seeing right now, what we love about working together is. I'm pretty convinced sometimes that we wouldn't have to play two songs in a two and a half hour show. We could just do this yeah. and people would be entertained. It's a, it's a little additional bonus to just the songs that you get. So it is, it is. And, and nothing for, for me and, and Diane and I were talking about this too. We've been to concerts where they played the hits, they played the songs you wanted to play and it was absolutely pristine silence in between the songs and yeah. two, three. Yeah. Yeah, and they go back to playing, and I'm like, yeah. well, whoa, 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 how did? And and I, I think one of the masters at this, and you guys know this too, but one of the masters at this is James Taylor. Uh, he's he's coming out of the studio at Apple Studios, which mm -hmm. is you know if, if anybody knows that's the Beatles studio. You know, sure. he comes down the hallway and he meets Carol King, and Carol King said, "Hey, I got this song I'm going to record. You might like it. It's called Fire and Rain. You know, you might like that song." He's like, oh, that sounds pretty nice. She said, well, he said, I was just showing it to Ringo and he said it sounded pretty good, but you know, maybe you want to cut it first. 
And he said, I, I, I cut that song then, and little did I know that when I sang that song then, I would sing it every night for the rest of my natural life. Yep, yeah. Because, well, I mean, who wants, a, to go, who wants to see James Taylor and not hear Fire and Rain or Shower the People or whatever? Yeah. And it's one of those magic moments that you don't know is going to affect your life for the next 40 years in this case. Well, think about, think about Billy Ray Cyrus having to sing Achy Breaky Heart every, every single concert. And you'd think, and that's an, you know, of course, I think you're just grateful if you ever get a hit. If you're lucky enough to have a big hit, you should be grateful. And he was. There's a, a great story a radio program director told me about. A bunch of radio program directors went into Nashville and they got invited to spend an afternoon with Billy Ray out at his estate. And they put all these program directors on four wheelers and they went out four wheeling to see the property. And they pulled up to like a big cliff overlooking this massive property, much like the view over your shoulder there, Dennis, which was beautiful. And they just sat there looking at it. And finally, one of the program directors turned to Billy and said, Billy, tell me the truth. Do you, do you still like singing that song or do you hate singing that song? And Billy, they said, Billy just looked at him and spread his arms out and goes, it got me this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've got, um, Oh, one of the, uh, Oh, great. Oh goodness. One of the, the, uh, Comedy tour guys, uh, not Bill Ingvall, not um, Larry the Cable Guy. No, not Larry, and not not the other one. The uh, Peter Salad or Jeff or uh, I'm sorry, who, who's the other? It's not Jeff, so it's the only other one. Left Ron over. White, Ron, Ron White. White, Ron White, yeah. Ron White. He he had the classic example one time in his show. He said, "You know, I, I really like you people." He said, y- "Y'all have bought me a nice house with a lot of nice landscaping, and it's lovely." You know. And he said he was, he was, he's got, you know, trees down the drive and it's all just, it's really nice. I said, y'all, y'all love it. Y'all love it. If you ever came there, you know, and uh, he said, but said we had this one dead tree. And he said, he talked to the, the, uh, the, the groundskeeper. And he said, you know, he said this, this one dead tree is dead. And he said, no, 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 it's not dormant. He said, you just peel back the bark. And he said, you can see it's alive. Ron said, let me tell you what I'm looking for in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see leaves and I don't want it to be dormant. Let me tell you what I'm looking for in a freaking tree. Okay. I want it to be anyway, classic yeah. line, classic line yeah. guys. I th- Thanks for the thanks. And literally let's see if there's a way we can work together. Come back around. Thanks for answering the questions. Thanks for being in hot Springs village inside out. Bill Simpson, Bill Wythe, my dog. And, yeah. and Brent, Brent, <laughs> hey, the dog's <laughs> home. The dog's home. <laughs> I, the dog's home. I can start drinking. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See y'all soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.